0: God has done incredible things, but many people simply choose not to believe and or accept those things as true because they just want to believe whatever they want to believe. Nonetheless, I pray to God this message is being heard by those that do want to understand the truth and do want to be able to find the light through the darkness that Satan has spread throughout. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. In today's message, we'll be talking about God versus man. Many people throughout the ages feel that they have had some sort of authority over reality and that whatever they choose to believe will just be. Things have not changed much, but rather have gotten worse, where most people feel that their opinions and conceptions dictate reality here is where we have this God versus man conflict. There are people that choose to think that they can exercise authority over reality and that God is less than them or that he just doesn't exist because they say so. Today's message is inspired on the book of Job chapter 40 verses 6 to 14. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, mighty God, creator of heaven and earth, the one that was and is and is to come, the Lord of all. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I praise you. Blessing and honor and glory and majesty be to your name, O Lord, for you are worthy to be praised and exalted above all things. For there is no one like you and no one can do the things that you do, Lord God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, holy God, that you may please always forgive my sins. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his precious blood that was shed for me on the cross. Thank you, O Lord, that I can trust in your mercy and in your grace. I pray, O Lord, now that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, may minister through me, through my life. Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to be able to understand, Heavenly Father, your message, your word. Help us to understand that you are Lord, that you are God, that you are the Almighty. And Heavenly Father, help us to understand our position, what we are before you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today's key passage is from the book of Job, chapter 40, verses 6 to 14. This is the word of the Lord. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you. And you shall answer me. Would you indeed annul my judgment? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you an arm like God? Or can you thunder with a voice like his? Then adorn yourself with majesty and splendor and array yourself with glory and beauty. Disperse the rage of your wrath. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low. Tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together bind their faces in hidden darkness, then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. Today's message will probably be the simplest of messages, yes it may be probably the hardest to believe and accept to most people. Many people say that they believe in God, even the agnostic, someone who may not believe in an exact being or individual's God says that they believe that something or someone greater than them exists. However, although many say they believe in something or someone, what do they really believe? It is said that you can see a person's faith by the way they live their lives. If so many people say that they believe in God, then why is the world the way it is today? I guess we can start by saying that most people, even though they confess to believe in God, It may not necessarily be the God of the Bible. Many have formulated their own version of God, their own concept. They base God's existence and his capabilities on what they choose to believe and how they see him. This has been said many times, and this is probably the hardest thing for most to accept, that our opinions do not dictate reality. Just because we choose to believe something does not make it real. Reality is not based on our opinion. This reminds me of a game I used to play with my oldest niece when she was just a toddler. We used to play peekaboo. She loved to play that game. She believed that if she closed her eyes that she would disappear and because I would start pretending that I didn't see her. I would start asking, where are you? Where did you go? She laughed because she thought her ability to disappear and reappear was fun. The truth was that closing her eyes didn't really make her disappear. She was still there. It appears that most people today are playing some sort of peekaboo game with God. They think or imagine that if they choose to believe something, and that others may pretend to go along with them, that their opinion, their belief, or dare I say, their faith, makes it real. This reminds me of another quick story. I remember I had a coworker that I would try to share the gospel with many years ago. I would try to explain to her what the Bible says about salvation and how to get there. She would reply and say that she believed that people went to heaven because they were overall good. We would go back and forth a few times and she would even acknowledge the authority of the Bible, but to a certain extent, of course. I remember the last time we spoke about the subject, she said, I believe that you just have to be a good person to go to heaven and that's that, John. There was no moving her. There was no convincing her. She was completely set on her belief and no one was going to convince her otherwise. This is how many choose to believe. I have to say that she was at least honest because many people may agree verbally, but again, what do people really believe? And you have to wonder because saying you believe something is one thing and living things out is a completely different story. What God do people believe in? Where we can start probably is that many people formulate their own God through their own experiences, desires, and probably some bits and pieces of religious texts, like from different religions even, and maybe even certain portions of the Bible. They have developed some sort of homegrown mental and emotional concoction and labeled that as God. I have to say that many so-called believers have done the same. And of course, Many corrupt preachers and ministers have developed something or someone that sounds appealing to the masses so they can profit from that. And when it comes to the attributes of God, most find appealing the love and grace and mercy part of God and what's not to like, right? That's got to be in there because that allows an incredible amount of flexibility to justify what people want to do and how they want to do things. I heard someone say that they believe that God is so good that at the very end, he will just forgive everyone and let them come into his kingdom. There are even those that believe that Satan could be forgiven as well. It appears that if anyone has some sort of ability to fantasize, they can create their own version of God and how he does things. In today's Christian world, we do have the study of God or theology. And as many theologians have dedicated themselves to their study of God, Many of them have not only developed their own sense of God based on their own human intellect, but some of them have even become the greatest atheists, oddly enough, based on their own so-called study of God. Many of them have completely even discredited the Bible as being inspired by God, or that some pieces may be accepted as good text, but others should be discarded. And so, if so-called Christians and students of God had come up with their own belief system. Where can anyone look to even learn legitimately who God is? It's chaotic at best. We ultimately live in a world of spiritual anarchy. But let's try to reel this all in somehow. Blaise Pascal once said, In faith there is enough light for those who want to believe and enough shadows to blind those who don't. Nothing of God can be perceived without faith. And so your belief in God will be dictated by how much you desire to find the truth. In other words, do you really want the truth or do you just want to believe whatever you want to believe? Because I can tell you, there are people that there is no convincing them. We can look back at the Pharisees in the Bible, for instance, where God himself stood in front of them and even raised the dead. Yet many of the Pharisees decided to even kill the Lord. They knew what was happening, but they did not want to believe. Just as it is written, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. There are people like that today. God has done incredible things, but many people simply choose not to believe and or accept those things as true because they just want to believe whatever they want to believe. Nonetheless, I pray to God this message is being heard by those that do want to understand the truth and do want to be able to find the light through the darkness that Satan has spread throughout. So ultimately, do you want the truth? And if you really want the truth, are you looking for it so you can actually find it? That's the very first thing. For it is also written, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And so, if you earnestly want to find God and his truth, and you seek after it as such, you will find him. Here is something else that can lead you to know who God is, and that is creation. And this goes hand in hand with what was said before. If you choose to believe, for instance, what evolution has to say about that, then I guarantee you that you will not find God. But if you choose to observe reality exactly how it is, and believe that creation is not an accident, then you are able to come to the realization of who God is, for it is also written. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Everything that exists points to God's magnificence. The problem is that most people are too focused on Satan's cheap tricks. Sometimes people are so focused on the small and insignificant details that they miss the incredible obvious things that surround us. Albert Einstein once said, what I see in nature is a grand design that we can understand only imperfectly, one with which a responsible person must look at with humility. There is a grand design, a great and wonderful structure. There is this incredible order set that we cannot even imagine science can attempt to explain very small components of reality but even if it could explain certain things in creation can it even replicate it can mankind create another earth from scratch like god did we are so limited my friends that we cannot even create a postage stamp unless we start with something that already exists yet God spoke the universe into existence. He made all things, the great and immeasurable expanse of space, to the elements that are even smaller than protons, electrons, and neutrons. That is who God is, at least the God of the Bible. Creation itself tells us who God is and what he is capable of. Now we can start to understand who God is. But where does this Jesus fit in, and why should we believe that he is God also? We should look to things he did, things that never happened before, nor will ever happen again for all time. Matthew chapter 11 says, And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to him, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see, the blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. The coming of the Messiah, the Christ, God, was foretold by the prophets hundreds of years ago, and that these would all be signs that would follow him. No one ever did, nor has done, what Jesus Christ did. And we know that he was not killed because he was overpowered by man, but rather because he laid his life down so that he could pay for all of our sins, so that he could give mankind the opportunity to have eternal life through his death and resurrection. I have to say it is an opportunity because God puts the gift of salvation within our grasp, but we must take it. We must believe. We must make the decision. God is not going to make that decision for us. All of the things in the universe are set. Everything will follow the path that is established, but each and every one of our lives is still being written somewhere. Make no mistake. This world was created and it will end because everything physical has a beginning and an end. But God wants to see what each of us will do within that whole process. That is why Jesus Christ said, Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. This world hates God and Jesus Christ. And that's why we have all of the confusion and disorder that exists because Satan an all evil being exists. Such a being that serves only sin's interests. But God himself has allowed for evil to exist for our sake, believe it or not. Choice is an inherent component of love. Everything that was created was created with the purpose of setting a stage for decision for all mankind. Without good and evil, there can be no possibility for choice. And this is what it all boils down to. This takes us back to the beginning. How much do you want the truth? Are you willing to even lay your life down for the truth? And this is where I hope that everything starts making sense to you if it hasn't already. If you are genuinely interested in the truth in reality, then that will lead you to God, to Jesus Christ, to God's word and to the Holy Spirit. That is how your choice to pursue the truth will lead you. And of course, it is your choice what you choose to believe. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6 says this, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what have we despised your name? If we choose to believe the God of the Bible and everything that is in there, then we will look to honor our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Master. That is how our lives will reflect our faith. We won't be looking to do whatever we want, but rather we will look to treat God as who He is. God is love. God is merciful. God is gracious. But God is also holy and God is worthy and God is also consuming fire. All of these attributes that explain who God is should help us understand that we need to adjust ourselves to him and not even attempt to adjust God to our desires and liking. Just think, how can you tell the creator of heaven and earth what to do? What advice could we ever give the almighty of the universe? We see how God challenged Job in today's passage as he was speaking to Job from the whirlwind. Basically, God told him to be a man and to answer him. Should a person condemn God to justify themselves? Can anyone do what God does? And the answer is no. And so who do we think we are when we treat God the way that we treat him? And also, how can we even start to say that we know how to love when we see his sacrifice on the cross? This is something that we must understand and where the greatest significance of everything lays. If God is in fact the Almighty and Eternal, who could ever tell Him or make Him do what He did on the cross for all of mankind? Therefore, not only should His eternal power compel all of us to treat Him as Lord, but also the incredible act of surrendering His life under no obligation, freely on the cross, should also compel us to submit to His love. We just don't have enough time to explain everything because we are talking about an eternal being with an eternal history with an unlimited power. And this brings us to our last and most logical point. What then is man before God? What are we? When we compare ourselves to each other, Sometimes people feel some sort of superiority over others because they have more money or have acquired some form of power or belong to some sort of race or class or whatever edge they feel they have on others. But if we compare ourselves to God Almighty, what can we even attempt to think logically? I tell you, if we truly take God seriously and everything that he is and does seriously, we should come to the realization that we are less than nothing, The psalmist said, what is man that you, God, are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? If we look at ourselves objectively and strip down all of the illusion that surrounds us, we should realize that we are, in fact, nothing, that we are truly limited and very fragile beings, especially in comparison to the Lord. The Lord is God. What should this reality of God spark in us and our humble condition? That we need Him. We cannot compete with God. There is nothing in this life, no matter how much Satan tries to convince people, that can in fact change our insignificant and temporary existence. No matter how much money we can have, we cannot buy eternity. No matter what people try to do through science, we will all still die someday. That's inevitable. No matter what power we may think we have, even the most trivial things of nature like water and cold and heat teach us that we are incredibly fragile and weak people. We can go on and on and on and all of these things, all of these realities should compel us to look for the Lord rather than to challenge Him. His infinite and eternal wisdom should marvel us and make us want to pursue Him because of everything He is and does. His holiness is what makes eternity possible because he is undefiled in every kind of way. God is perfect despite what people may want to think. No one is smarter or more powerful and probably just as meaningful to us, more loving than the Lord. When we start to truly understand who God is, we should then come to the realization that we should love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength, because everything in the universe, including our very own lives and souls, depend on Him. And so, rather than challenging and or defying God, we should look to embrace Him and to just do exactly as He tells us to do in His Word, for our own good, and for the good of those that surround us. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, What in fact are we, O Lord? We are nothing, Lord. We are less than nothing, especially if we compare ourselves to you and to everything that you have done, that you continue to do, and that you will do in the future. Heavenly Father, by understanding who you are and what you have done, help us to understand, Lord God, your love, Because despite your incredible greatness, you take pity on us, O Lord. And you shed your love on us all the time. And Lord God, we don't even realize it. And many times we are so blind that we just even ignore it. And we treat it like it's not there. Heavenly Father, please forgive us for the hardness of our hearts. Please forgive us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, for not being sensitive who you are. Lord God, please forgive us for not giving you the position that you truly have and that you should have in our lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, please have mercy on us, O Lord. I pray, O God, that you please help us to understand the reality that you are God, that you are Lord, and that our opinion means nothing, and that your word means everything. Help us, O Lord, to cling on to you, to look for you, to submit our lives to you, and to treat you as the Lord and God that you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. Latter Rain Ministries is a self supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.